Hey everybody, you are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, the show that introduces the basics about stem cells and their broad applications. Please contact us if you have any questions or suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to follow the latest updates. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Connie. Thanks for tuning in. Our guest today is Dr. Benjamin Smith, a journal editor in the field of immunotherapy. Benjamin, thank you for joining us. Nice to meet you, Connie, and thank you for having me here. Thank you for coming again. So, let's get straight to the point. We've previously discussed the function and characteristics of hematopoietic stem cells in our earlier podcasts. Now, we're shifting our focus to the ontogeny of the hematopoietic system. Before we dive in, let me provide some background. The origin and potential of hematopoietic stem cells have been extensively debated within the scientific community. Two main concepts have emerged. On one hand, the monophyletic hypothesis suggests a common stem cell for all lymphomyeloid lines. On the other hand, the multivariate hypothesis identifies various distinct stem cell types. Which origin of hematopoietic stem cells is more widely accepted? The current consensus points toward a pluripotential lymphomyeloid stem cell and a hierarchy of progressively lineage-restricted progenitor cells. This hierarchy includes a significant branch at the level of common lymphoid and common myeloid progenitors. Early hypotheses proposed that each developing hematopoietic or lymphoid organ generates its own set of stem cells. Morphological studies suggested an in-situ origin of undifferentiated mesenchyme or endothelium within hematopoietic tissues and primary lymphoid organs. For instance, the thymus or the avian bursa of Fabricius was thought to originate from the epithelium. Nevertheless, this perspective was challenged by studies of avian embryos. According to these studies, stem cells from the bloodstream dominated the development of hematopoietic and lymphoid organs from the start. Furthermore, the yolk sac was initially identified as the site of first hematopoiesis. Consequently, it was considered the origin of stem cells that later populated subsequent hematopoietic and lymphoid organs. However, subsequent research contested this hypothesis. These studies demonstrated that hematopoietic or lymphoid cells originated within the embryo and later appeared in the spleen, marrow, thymus, and bursa of Fabricius. What about mammals? Could you share some findings on this topic? Of course. In mammalian systems, hematopoiesis commences in the yolk sac. Subsequently, it progresses within the aortogonad mesonephros region associated with the dorsal aorta and vitellin veins. This region produces the initial stem cells capable of engrafting adult recipients. However, the role of the yolk sac in mammalian hematopoietic ontogeny is subject to ongoing debate. One perspective suggests that the yolk sac serves as the initial source of stem cells, which then migrate into the embryo. Another viewpoint posits that the yolk sac functions as a transient source of primitive erythroid progenitors, with the ultimate generation of stem cells occurring exclusively in the aortogonad mesonephros region. Increasing evidence indicates that stem cells arise independently in these two locations. Moreover, these cells collectively contribute to the colonization of the fetal liver. 
In recent years, numerous studies have reintroduced the concept of yolk sac-based intraembryonic hematopoiesis in murine development. Additionally, the placenta has been suggested as another site for de novo hematopoietic stem cell development. Understood. How about the activation of primitive hematopoiesis and vasculogenesis in the developing yolk sac? In mice, the yolk sac takes shape during gastrulation. During this process, mesodermal cells designated for extraembryonic sites exit the posterior primitive streak, leading to the subdivision of the embryo into three separate cavities by the neural plate stage. The visceral yolk sac forms where the central cavity meets the visceral endoderm. Mesodermal cells within the visceral yolk sac proliferate and aggregate to form mesodermal cell masses, which serve as precursors to blood islands. Hemoglobin accumulates within the central cells, while the surrounding cells flatten and form an endothelium. Lineage tracing experiments reveal that hematopoietic mesoderm originates from the mesoderm of the posterior primitive streak. Moreover, it has been demonstrated that yolk sac hematopoiesis relies on signaling molecules diffusing from the mouse's visceral endoderm. Indian hedgehog, along with smoothened, a crucial receptor component in hedgehog signaling, is vital for yolk sac development. Indian hedgehog appears to stimulate hematopoiesis and vascular specification in the yolk sac mesoderm. It achieves this by activating morphogenic protein for expression, which in turn influences genes associated with the formation of hematopoietic and vascular stem and progenitor cells. I've also come across information suggesting that the yolk sac produces primitive erythrocytes and macrophages. Furthermore, definitive multilineage, myeloid, and erythroid lineage-restricted progenitor cells are also generated in the yolk sac. Can you briefly outline the developmental stages in the embryo that lead to the production of these cells? Certainly. The wave of primitive erythropoiesis initiates in the yolk sac around embryonic day 7.5. From embryonic day 7.5 to 14.5, the circulation is dominated by embryonic nucleated red blood cells that produce embryonic globin. This population is eventually replaced by fetal liver-derived red blood cells expressing adult globin between embryonic day 15.5 and 16.6. In humans, the expression of beta-embryonic globin first appears in nucleated red blood cells within yolk sac blood islands. Later, fetal hemoglobins are expressed in the final red blood cells maturing within the fetal liver. Finally, adult delta and beta-globins are expressed at birth in red blood cells derived from the bone marrow. The erythroid crupple-like factor, a zinc finger transcription factor, plays a crucial role in coordinating erythroid cell proliferation and hemoglobinization. This factor is involved in the switch from embryonic to fetal or fetal to adult beta-globin expression. Thank you for the explanation. According to a report, a population of primitive hyperliferative potential progenitor colony-forming cells is exclusively detected in the yolk sac in mouse embryos. Could you clarify this statement? Certainly. This means that the yolk sac is the primary site where these multipotent precursor cells undergo significant expansion. As the number of these colony-forming cells in the yolk sac decreases, their presence increases dramatically in the circulation and the liver. 
These cells exhibit stem cell characteristics, including self-renewal upon secondary replating and the ability to give rise to definitive erythroid and macrophage progeny. Hyperliferative potential progenitors enter the circulation from the yolk sac alongside the initial erythroblasts before a common circulation is fully established. While definitive erythroid and myeloid progenitors and mast cell precursors are indeed present in the yolk sac, they do not differentiate there. Instead, they migrate to the fetal liver to initiate definitive erythropoiesis. Understood. In the realm of therapeutic applications, there has been notable interest in stem cells capable of long-term multilineage engraftment in adult irradiated mice. Are such cells also derived from the yolk sac? Not precisely. These cells do not originate from the yolk sac. They start appearing in the aortogonad mesonephros region around embryonic day 10.5. The aortogonad mesonephros region is believed to be the primary source of definitive hematopoietic stem cells capable of engrafting adult recipients. The presence of these cells in the late yolk sac is thought to represent a population that migrates from elsewhere. However, several results from various assays indicate that there are two independent sources of definitive hematopoietic stem cells. Both sources contribute to the seeding of the fetal liver. Is there any further research that supports this perspective? Yes, indeed. Co-culture studies involving the yolk sac and a stromal cell line derived from the aortogonad mesonephros region have been conducted. As we know, True hematopoietic stem cells must possess extensive self-renewal and multilineage differentiation potential. According to these criteria, hematopoietic stem cells are present in the yolk sac as early as embryonic day 9. When these yolk sac cells are directly injected into the livers of neonatal mice, they exhibit long-term lymphomyeloid reconstitution capabilities. Furthermore, yolk sac-derived hematopoietic stem cells develop normal marrow homing properties in sublethally irradiated mice upon secondary engraftment. If I'm understanding correctly, the ability to repopulate adult mice after engraftment is a defining factor for true stem cells. Does this argument tie into normal ontogeny? Not necessarily. There's no direct correlation between the two. The initial requirement for a population of hematopoietic stem cells is the ability to successfully colonize the fetal liver. Once in this environment, these cells may acquire bone marrow homing properties and mature into adult stem cells. The molecular basis for distinguishing embryonic and adult stem cells might involve adhesion receptors such as beta-1 integrins. Hematopoietic stem cells lacking beta-1 integrins, for instance, cannot effectively seed both fetal and adult hematopoietic organs. Moreover, certain receptors and ligands play a crucial role in guiding hematopoietic stem cells to the bone marrow, but not necessarily to the fetal liver. I see. You mentioned that co-culturing the yolk sac with aortogonad mesonephrostroma enhances adult engraftment potential. What does this observation imply? This indicates that stromal cells within the aortogonad mesonephros region play an inductive role. Specifically, these mesenchymal cells are situated at the base of the dorsal aorta. 
The inductive effect of the aortogonad mesonephrostroma might enhance the potential of hematopoietic stem cells within locally generated hematopoietic clusters. It can be envisioned that early yolk sac hematopoietic stem cells enter the dorsal aorta and are influenced by the stroma of the aortogonad mesonephros region, thus acquiring the potential for adult engraftment. In conclusion, three distinct viewpoints have emerged regarding early mouse hematopoiesis. As originally proposed, yolk sac blood islands were believed to be sites where hematopoietic cells are generated de novo from mesodermal precursors. How can we determine whether the yolk sac contributes to adult hematopoiesis? There is a more physiologically relevant approach to addressing this question. This involves genetically labeling yolk sac cells at their early stages prior to the establishment of circulation and then tracking their contribution to later stages of hematopoiesis in vivo. A study tackled this question using the CRE or LOX recombination system. Through this method, significant insights were gained by monitoring the labeled cells throughout embryonic development and into adulthood. Certain yolk sac-derived cells migrate through the aortogonad mesonephros and the umbilical cord to seed the bone marrow, thereby contributing to adult hematopoiesis. Precursors derived from yolk sac blood islands were observed to migrate to the vascular luminal surfaces of embryos, the umbilical cord, fetal liver, and thymus, as demonstrated by non-invasive cell tracking analysis. As a result, Pre-hematopoietic stem cells originating from the yolk sac acquired functional hematopoietic stem cell characteristics within the regions of the aortogonad mesonephros or umbilical artery and umbilical vein. That makes sense. However, there's still some controversy in this area. The debate centers around the extent to which yolk sac-derived cells contribute to the pool of definitive circulating hematopoietic stem cells that populate fetal livers. What's the underlying reason for this debate? The reason for this debate lies in the presence of systemic circulation and the initiation of hematopoiesis within the embryo prior to liver colonization. Nonetheless, insights from several targeted deletion models suggest that the yolk sac plays a significant role as the primary source of hematopoietic stem cells. Furthermore, it's responsible for seeding all subsequent lymphohematopoietic sites. All right. It has been reported that microglia are directly derived from the yolk sac during embryonic development and that microglia can transform into macrophages. Could you provide more information about the ontogeny of macrophages and microglia? Of course. In murine ontogeny, primitive macrophage progenitors emerge in the proximal region of the egg cylinder around embryonic day 7. Defined pluripotent precursor cells with macrophage potential arise at approximately embryonic day 8.25. In avian studies, as early as embryonic day 2.5, a considerable number of yolk sac-derived cells, including macrophages, are observed within the embryonic vasculature and mesenchyme. During late embryonic day 2, numerous scattered CD45-expressing cells appear in both the yolk sac and the bloodstream. These cells exit the circulation by crossing the endothelium and quickly infiltrate the entire embryo. Cells with high CD45 expression levels are identified as monocyte macrophages. Notably, yolk sac-derived macrophages exhibit substantial acid phosphatase activity and possess notable phagocytic capacity. They are found within the neural tube, 
liver rudiments, and nephric structures. In mice, macrophage progenitors from the yolk sac migrate into the mesenchyme surrounding the developing brain before the establishment of a circulation. This initial migration is interstitial in nature. These yolk sac-derived macrophages subsequently undergo proliferation and give rise to microglia in the brain. It's important to note that these macrophages differ from adult macrophages in terms of their enzyme production patterns. One contributing factor is that they lack the intermediary stages of monocytes or premonocytes. Thank you for sharing these insights. Today, our focus has been on the initiation of primitive and definitive hemodopoiesis in the yolk sac. With that, I believe we'll conclude our discussion here. Have a great day. Thank you very much. You too.